0: VH1X Cardinals ready to roll on a Wednesday. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. Welcome to your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Like this video, it's Bo Brock, Johnny V, talking about the wrap-up of mandatory on-the-field public minicamp for our precious Arizona Cardinals. And uh, let's talk about a player who didn't partake in minicamp being the headline like he would have. Long presumed that Buda Baker would attend. Did he attend kind of maybe? Well, Bo Brock, what was the latest surrounding number three today? You had all eyes on the all-pro safety for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yeah, as we wrapped up yesterday's show, we didn't anticipate any change as far as Buda Baker making his way onto the practice field. So the two-day mandatory mini camp, you didn't see Buda Baker out there flashing his legendary practice status. We didn't see number three out there, but we did see him later make his way to the sidelines, the team had just they they caught this image here of him with Christian Matthew, Marco Wilson just kind of gabbing it up a little bit. And that's what Buda Baker kind of was doing. They didn't show here, and hopefully I don't get in trouble here because it was the closed portion. Didn't have any shoes on once again. And there was the, the post that he made yesterday that showed him on the field. Uh and, and Buda Baker was out there shoeless, Buda Baker uh hanging out with his teammates, and it really seemed like there, there was a there was a player that resembled Buddha Baker, hamming it up with his teammates, talking to coaches, shadowing kind of uh, what you would be doing uh, on certain plays and how you would diagnose certain coverages. Uh, look like asking questions, giving answers, giving insight, just look like the model teammate. Uh, it, we, the only thing we just didn't see from Buddha Baker was him out there in action on the practice field.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with a lot of the, the positivity I'm seeing on Twitter today surrounding Buda Baker and the Cardinals. I don't know if he's going to get a contract extension. We put it in the show title. I'm going to pick my co-host brain here in a second. But I do feel like if Buda Baker wanted to make this ugly, he would have made it ugly by now. And I thought, you know, Kyle Odegaard, friend of the program, had a good point. It's like the Cardinals have a little bit of an advantage because Buda Baker, frankly, is a football junkie. I mean, there yeah. are players in the NFL who are talented football players who maybe don't love football. They like football. Hell, there's been some Cardinals past and present that we've, you know, associated that connotation with them. That's not Buda Baker. Buda Baker has largely, I believe, overachieved because of his love, his football acumen. So he's on the sideline with his teammates because at the end of the day, this is where he wants to be on the football field. That's where he's most comfortable. And then you have to compound it with, okay, but what are the financial implications? That's why he's not practicing. He's not hurt, right? He demanded a trade in the offseason, or I should say requested one. That doesn't look like it's going to come to fruition, right? The D-hop approach would be the route to take. And before everybody throws hypothetical uh, you know, fruit at me through your computer screens or your phone <laughs> screens, the D-hop approach was telling DeAndre Hopkins, stay away, we're going to try to get a trade done, right? That's why he didn't come to any of the voluntary stuff. He had no intention of coming to anything this summer. The Cardinals aren't doing that with Baker. They want him around. They want Baker around as you saw. Let's pull that photo up again. It's a great picture. Because again, it just shows you the respect that Buda Baker has from his teammates. Young guys like 35, Christian Matthews, of course, Marco Wilson, CB1 right now for the Arizona Cardinals with the departure of Byron Murphy. They want their teammate. They want their dog. They want their leader around. And he wants to be around. He's got the Cardinal colors on right now. This is just business. It's nothing personal. It's business. And I want to shift our conversation a little bit to that right now, because I You said something to me off air today that I thought was interesting, whereas I've kind of been banging the drum, like kick him more money, give him more cash, make it work, keep him happy. I I have no problem extending him, whereas you've always kind of take the reserve approach. Like I don't really think they have a desire to do that, but you told me today something interesting that you could potentially see or envision a scenario in which something could get done to appease everybody, maybe even before training camp.
1: Yeah, I absolutely feel that way. And you know, we had Buddha Baker uh, chat with with a fan who sent us this. Yeah, New Deal question mark uh, in reply, in response to a Buddha Baker story. And Buddha basically said, "No, they're not trading me. Uh, go buy that jersey. They're going to do something mm. soon." So he's confident about it. He's he's yeah. confident enough to where he's in the building. He's he's you know talking with coaches and teammates and. You know, everything is is it's like they're on the goal line, right? It yeah. seems like they're close. We even talked to general manager Monty for today, came over again. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how many times this is, but you can stack it in, in, in the on the statistics as far as way more than Kime ever did, which was zero. Uh Monty for talking to the media and and saying he's going on vacation at some point in the next month and a half before training camp starts. uh, You would imagine that he probably wants to, if he's going to do something, get a deal done
0: by then. And what will that deal look like? And I'm in agreement. I think that they have to kick him some kind of funds. They've got upwards of $25 million in available cash, cap space, according to overthecap.com. Now they might allocate some of those funds. Elsewhere, we're going to talk about potential additions the Cardinals may make later on, including one at the center position. But I. I think you could give him some security, right? And I misspoke yesterday. I said he's got two years left on his deal. Well, he doesn't really.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: got one year, and then the team can opt to part ways or keep him under contract. And so maybe, Bo, to your recommendation, maybe they say we're going to make next year guaranteed. So yeah. you have two true guaranteed years. Plus, we'll bump you up a, a raise this year. And Buda Baker's already the, the highest paid player on this team. Now, that's, that's not saying much for a team that just cut a $30 million dollar receiver and J.J. Watt retires and Rodney Hudson's off the team. Buda, I think, leads the team in terms of total cap at like $16 million. I, again, like make him a $20 million player this year and guarantee his contract next year and then go into this offseason and, or excuse me, this season and next offseason feeling really good about your relationship with one of the best players in the history of your franchise. That That is such a, it's such small potatoes. It's not to Buddha. Yeah. Setting them up financially. It's such small potatoes for a team. And I, I know I sound like a broken record. That's going to have $100 million in cap space. If you're going to keep players happy, who are in their prime, do it with the guys who do everything right. Yes, he had a little bit of a selfish and he asked for a trade in the offseason, but he's doing that in hopes that they can get something done. He wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. And I guarantee, you, should he sign an extension and people will say, this is cliche. He will come out and say, I never wanted to leave. I just felt like my position was, you know, they were going in a different direction. So trade me, I, you know, I want security, Buddha Baker, uh, you know, you're, you are what you negotiate in life. You're old, you know, and you're valued what you negotiate in life. Buddha Baker is, is owed security by the Cardinals, at least during his prime years. And I think that goes beyond Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon. is like Monty, Monty's making the decision. And that's smart. I want my GM handling the football operations piece, but like Michael Bidwell used Buddha Baker and JJ Watt as a crutch over his quarterback, his head coach last year, to weather the storm when the Cardinals were in TMZ sports every other weekend. And -hmm. it was an embarrassment. And you went to number three and number 99. You went to that, Will, time and time again. Okay, well, Watt's retired. I mean, you got to pay due a little bit. Buda Baker is earned what I think is it's kind of like severance pay. It's back pay. For keeping this team, trying to keep this team on the straight and narrow. Oh, and by the way, he's an elite top five safety.
1: Yeah, I think the latter is the more important part well, for this course, new regime. Course. Like the new regime has shown that they don't give a crap about you know the the sins of their predecessors. They really don't. Like the, their focus is getting this this organization on the tracks, not just like right. back on, but like going in the right direction and and ridding itself of. You know, bad, egregious contracts, and and just kind of uh hitting the knee as far as and bowing down to each and every player's request to you know rip up their old deal and, and give them a new deal and new guaranteed money and 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 that's important. And I think that's part of this negotiation is Monty Osfort continues to need to set the tone as far as they're going to go and they're going to operate on their schedule and they're not going to be. You know, pushed around by anybody. They don't care. You know what? If you know, I see in the chat, Buddha Baker's a legacy player. It's just like, yeah, he is. But to Monty Austinfort, he he's one of the more talented players that he was. He was gifted, and now he needs to decide. You know what he wants to do with Buddha Baker. And now, like Buddha Baker, I think it comes down to how can you make Buddha Baker feel the love? How can you make Buddha Baker feel the respect? And you know, whether it's. You know, definitely don't want to make him feel like he's going into a lame duck season. He wants the financial security. He wants the, the guarantees. And if you can kind of kick him a couple of those without completely just bending to, you know, every request that he's had outside of the trade request. I think that that's also important as far as setting the tone for, it, for the new path of
0: the organization. So I'll go on the record. I, I think that they're going to get something done. Now, Bo, do they have one more day left of uh, non-public workouts slash meetings, get-togethers? Because I saw, uh, was it the Tennessee Titans or another team? The Bills canceled their last day of camp, which is not public. Cardinals are doing some kind of practice tomorrow, correct? It's just like
1: uh, film study, meetings. Yeah. It's all off-the-field stuff. It's it's. Gotcha. It's it's which Buddha will presumably be a part of. Yeah, you would assume so. I mean, yeah, so I think so by I, tomorrow afternoon they're going to be free to go, and you know they're going to get the the longest little uh, time bet- of the off season to where they they're not going to have to show up at the facility do some you know off season training or any activities. They're going to get to go you know finish up their off season and then come in for training camp. It sounds like, according to Michael Wilson, who we'll hear from here shortly, uh, that the rookies will report around July 24th, and then you'll have your first practice of training camp around July 27th, if nice. uh, Jonathan Gannon was accurate as far as w- what he told us in just answering a question yesterday.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's a window now of about the next week or so where we could get a, no- a notification that the Cardinals have mended defenses with with Baker, because as you mentioned, Monty Austin Ford attempting to take some much-deserved time off after having a very busy off season. He's been on the clock basically since G- mid-January, and so uh, finalizing Baker's well-deserved extension or raise or whatever you call it, that yeah. feels that does feel imminent. Uh, whether it's tomorrow or a week from now.
1: Yeah, and and Gannon was asked about you know this safety group, right? I mean, Buddha Baker, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, who told us yesterday oh. he's a defensive back going forward. And I thought it was interesting. Now keep Isaiah Simmons in mind when Jonathan Gannon, when you hear him talk here, and, and the prospect of finally getting all three of those guys on the field. This is what JG had said.
2: See if we can line up and play, you know what I mean? I don't I don't I think I um, Obviously good players that you've named um, But they all they're one of 11 and they all got to fit in and do the right thing And then it's our job to put them in position to make plays for the defense and help us win, but um, It's not just about You know the two safeties and the nickel it takes all 11 to play good team defense So everyone's got to do their job on a consistent basis for us to have a chance.
0: What kind of stood out to you there? Well, one of those guys isn't going to be in the starting 11, and that's Isaiah Simmons just Mm -hmm. kind of by default, unless they opt to play with three safeties. But, I mean, you're going to sit Marco Wilson. You're going to sit Antonio Hamilton. No. And you got to have two edge rushers and a linebacker and a couple defensive tackles. It just – Isaiah Simmons is going to play a lot this year. Um, But to me, it's He named
1: three positions in there.
0: Okay. He said two safeties
1: and a nickel. I don't. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, I would guess, is the nickel. That's corner.
0: a. I. I just. How is that going to work? We, we <laughs> saw that last year. I. Is there some kind of secret foot backpedal technique that Vance Joseph and, and company wasn't privy to? That's concerning to me. And I again, <laughs> I don't know how you also watch Isaiah Simmons attempt yeah. to play nickel corner last year and say we're going to keep him there because I. I mean that was his easily of all the umpteenth positions that Isaiah Simmons has played in his 3 years with the Cardinals that was easily his worst position. Nickel corner, shifty little guys and and getting torched, you know, 7 to 10 yards downfield. I I am not saying it's out of the realm of possibility if they tried out a starting defense and Isaiah Simmons is CB3 in terms of nickel corner underneath that that is I'll have to believe it. I have doubted very little about everything Jonathan Gannon says and does that will blow my effing mind. If they decide to do that, I think he is the the perfect safety and I think he could be a very nice starting safety. But again, my issue is number one, how much you pay a safety group. And number two, the Cardinals already have two really good safeties and Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, who I think are going to play their best football to date under an ex safety. Now head coach and Jonathan Gannon, just they have a surplus, right? Remember that, uh, office episode where Michael Scott, they have a surplus and they want to buy a copier, they want to buy a chairs, and Michael realizes it's yeah, a not. surplus. Explain well, it to me like I'm five. He gets to keep. He's like, if I keep it, I can go to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> this is this feels like the Cardinals going to Burlington Coat Factory, oh. m- moving Isaiah Simmons to cornerback. You either make no, him a starter, and this is you throwing fake blood with, on him on his and coat. roll with three safeties, or you or you move him because no. I I could see a scenario. The Jets just lost the safety. Presumably lost to starting safety. Cardinals have a surplus. Stop That's trying to trade.
1: Name. Oh, here's your here's your daily dose of, of Isaiah Simmons slander. Jalen Blair, a little bit more logical take. Maybe Jalen Thompson will be the nickel corner. That's then that makes
0: more sense. And that makes much more sense. That uh, makes look- much more sense, Jalen.
1: Libertarian Sasquatch, their rebuilding team trade Buddha for assets. I I just don't think you're going to get equal value in return for Buddha no. Baker. It's it's just like when you see any of the the trade scenarios, the mock trades that that uh, different you know national publications do, like they get like a third round pick at highest in return for Buddha Baker. It just doesn't make sense to me. And the Arizona Cardinals are already staring down 11 draft picks for an X draft, including two premium picks in their their first-round pick and the Houston Texans' first-round pick. It just doesn't make sense uh, when you have a controllable player, the caliber of Buda Baker, to just flip him for assets. I think that they've done a really good job in accumulating assets. Now, like, I don't think he's – I mean, we've seen that what Monty can do with very little assets, especially when he was working the NFL draft, right? He made mm-hmm. three trade downs and and turned them into more picks, more and more picks. Yeah. And he can certainly do that with the 11 that they already have. I just don't think that, you know, he started with a very, you know, uh, empty cupboard and he yeah. was able to to really fill it up a little bit. Uh, I, I just don't think that he he necessarily has to take any more of their top assets like a Buda Baker and, and trade them away for more
0: you have to have some players you have to be able to feel the team and i also think the time to trade guys is not now it's midseason. Like again like somebody wants Ertz at the deadline somebody wants james Conner. i mean if you could get could you get a top 50 pick for buda baker maybe if some if a contender feels like they're a piece away and you could get a von miller odell becca or a von miller kind of return that you know the the denver broncos did once upon a time like they're there are going to be options for this team if they're not competitive and, and or they're looking to allow younger players to get more playing time. But I mean, right now, Buda Baker, to Bo's point, his value is the highest right now for the Arizona Cardinals. That's that's where he's valued the most. I think he knows that. That's why he's there and he's practicing. Compete the guys, these they see all this. DeAndre Hopkins is out there liking every negative tweet about him in <laughs> preparation for this season. Like Buda Baker, I'm sure, has seen articles. He's a young single guys seen articles about, yeah, Buda Baker to the Jets for a third and a fifth. It's like this is a guy potentially could go to the Hall of Fame. He's not even 30 years old yet. Trading him for a third-round pick when Jamal Adams, who's not a tenth of the player Buda Baker is, went for what, two ones? It's a it's a weird market. It's a, you know what it is? It's a buyer's market right now for anything but mm-hmm. a quarterback. And the Cardinals are best served because of the Paris Johnson, Will Anderson Jr. heist that they did with Houston. Just to sit tight. Let the trade scenarios come to you. You don't actively need to shop. Anybody right now, frankly, and they could be in a situation where they're sitting pretty at the deadline with a ton of assets that teams are going to want to come calling for. So an asset that I am not willing to deal at any time soon is a player out of Stanford, the third rounder, Michael Wilson. Bo, you mentioned him. Uh, The love affair continues with Michael Wilson and the fan base, in part because I think everybody realizes he's going to play a lot. D-Hop's gone. Hollywood's, you know, not an injury-prone player, but he missed some time here and there. They just have nothing like him. He is a unicorn to this offense right now. He's six foot over two hundred pounds. You told me before the show you're you're about ready. And this man's at practice every day. He sees mm-hmm. the Cardinals. He's seen the Cardinals for the past up years. He knows what the receiving core has looked like and what it looks like now. This man to my right is about ready to <laughs> proclaim Michael Wilson as a breakout candidate. True or false?
1: True. Very wow. True. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think wow. that he has obviously what you want between the years. And as far as what you want from just physicality standpoint, size athleticism from the receiver position, uh, the route running ability already as, as a rookie uh, he's, he's been uh, I guess provoked or unprovoked talked about from players all around the team from Jalen Thompson on the defensive wow. side, the Hollywood Brown on the offensive side uh, everybody very complimentary of Michael Wilson And, uh, you know, I think he's almost oblivious to even the reps he's getting in practice. He's like, well, I'm getting reps here because Hollywood, you know, was, was, was dealing with uh, some undisclosed injury of of some sort. And it's like, and and I, and we'll, we'll learn about, you know, what positions he's played. But I think that this is a guy that the Arizona Cardinals were able to get at the end of the third round, that if he stayed healthy in college, uh, would have gone a lot higher and they were they were in a position, a prime position to get him when they did. And he's going to
0: out, outplay that third round grade uh, very quickly for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Han shot first. I love this. I'm on the verge of buying a Michael Wilson jersey. Not kidding. <laughs> I, I now, mean, hold on. Very... like
1: he's already changed his number. Just wait until he's, he locks in his number after, after the preseason, just see if he's going to stick even with 14.
0: I'm about ready. If he, if he's a starter, and he's healthy, like give him a single digit, let him, let him write. Uh, what's what Marvin Harrison? What's Marvin Harrison? Ju- no, don't do that. Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> is what? 18 at, at yeah. Ohio state. So keep 18 free, but right, single digits are- I mean, we haven't seen ojalari but that's his number. Now BJ may pick a different number. My man, uh, keep that one warm for a certain, uh, Ohio state Buckeye. I listen, we are due. We are past due for something like this to happen for this franchise. And typically, When you hear rumblings of a player that looks really good, typically then they at least produce as a solid NFL player, if not, then some. So dating back to my time podcasting, covering the team, it was Tyron Matthew, 2013, was just immediate, hey, this is one of our best players, and he's going to play a lot, and he's fantastic. He might go to the Hall of Fame. He won a championship with Kansas City. Should have played longer in Arizona, but the talent's always been there. David Johnson. David Johnson asserted himself, Uh, behind Chris Johnson, that training camp was explosive, couldn't stop scoring touchdowns early in his career, was evident, right? I remember Daryl Washington once upon a time jumping off film, jumping off tape at the red and white practice, like it was evident. This guy's going to be a plus player. Um, And even, you guys think I hate this player, even Rondell Moore. I remember Rondell Moore's training camp two years ago. I think it was two years ago, where he was electric at training camp. Go look up the articles. His issue is he just can't stay healthy. And so I think it's met, and his usage has been terrible. But the ability, as you guys see on Sundays, when he's allowed to streak downfield vertically and he's healthy and he's and he's capable, he he can be a plus player in the NFL. I I don't think there's a scenario outside of injury that's going to stop this young man. I mean, it's so cliche to say, well, he went to Stanford. He's smart. He's he's super bright. And I think the physical tools are there. Go look what he did at um, the senior bowl during that week of practice, torching defensive backs that went high in the draft left and right. Um, yeah, Cardinals are do man. They need a player like this badly to emerge.
1: I think you, when you mentioned David Johnson, that kind of rang a bell. Like I think yeah. he has the temperament and the quiet confidence of a David Johnson in the mold of a Michael Floyd, which would be Elite. an unbelievable combo. Like I think right. what, what Floyd lacked was obviously – the drive and the ability to really kind of take his skill set. He was six-three, first round guy. He wasn't able to really harness it. And and he had, you know, obviously off the field issue where he got the DUI at the end of his tenure, the end of his tenure. But, you know, I think that, that Michael Wilson has, 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 is, is got it between the ears as well. And it, and it really, when you brought up David Johnson, it, it's pretty similar. And, and I think that's exciting when you can mix that, yeah. Because uh, the results are, they
0: pay off. And where did David Johnson go in the draft? He went late in round three, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's an interesting pick." Oh, really? We should. Hey, oh, Amir Abdullah would have been available. You should have traded up for Amir. Ab- no, nope, you take this kid. Small school. I know Stanford's not a small school, but they underperformed. Yeah, but um, they played. I, like I just
1: they were they were one of the worst they, teams in the pack. At the end of David Shaw's tenure, it was just it wasn't a lot of good football. Like McKee. Uh, the pff mock draft simulator darling and and here wilson they were like the guys uh out of that school that were really only worthy of of NFL playing did time. you get to talk to michael today we did we absolutely did uh you know we talk about the the humbleness and the confidence he, he talked about you know getting the, the reps that he did in practice and, and how it's kind of built his confidence uh at to this point in going in the training camp
2: I feel confident. I feel really confident. Um, I think if I had to grade myself, I think I've done pretty pretty well. Um, I think I've made the plays that have come my way. I, I've showed up um, consistent in my personality, consistent in my work. Um, and I've just attacked every day, just not really trying to do too much to impress anyone, but just show up and be consistent and be myself. And I think if you do that for long enough, you'll start to earn respect from guys. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really proud of of what I've been able to do over the last five weeks, and I'm gonna take this and hopefully continue to grow through camp.
1: So, I mean, you love to hear, what you know, he, he's obviously feeling it, right? He he mm-hmm. understands that that he there's a lot of hype surrounding him, but he's also keeping himself humble to where he he understands that, like, and what like Jonathan Gannon called it, like pajama, hour, pajama games or something like that. Like guys can, can really impress in shorts. And he understands that what it doesn't like, it's, it's great that, that he's, he's making a name for himself now, but it's really going to matter when, when training camp begins in preseason regular season. And it really seems like he's got
0: the the right approach, right? It, it'll mean nothing if he's not out there making plays in August and September. Um, but I, I, again, you would rather hear these things being said about this young man than the, than the latter than the former, like DJ Humphries. Once upon a time, he had an egregious start to his career. They didn't (laughs) even dress him. Mr. Knee deep back in 2015 and and DJs rebounded nicely. And that's a testament to him, but it's like, how about a different receiver that went on day three of the draft under Cliff Kingsbury. And that's Hakeem Butler, the XFL darling. They, they, he was in before his injury that year during training camp, there was talk they were going to outright cut or release Hakeem Butler because yeah. he was so bad during training camp and, and mini camp. He just couldn't put it together. I mean, yeah. think about that. Hakeem Butler, who was a specimen, 6'5 at Iowa State, tore up the Big 12, just couldn't be competent during training camp to the point where the Cardinals were like, goodbye. And then the other teams tried to move him to tight end. you think of it. So it's like, it, this is not, everybody knows this The draft is not an exact science, right? right. It, it's not, if it was, every team would be good. If you if you could project who's going to be great, who wasn't going to be great, so I mean, like you could make an argument like Michael Wilson doesn't have, of course, the he can Hakeem Butler statistics, but he's putting together everything else that he can Hakeem Butler failed to do. So, knock on wood, the biggest thing for this kid is just to stay healthy. Can he stay right. healthy and avoid those critical setbacks? He missed two years straight in college because of some fluke injuries. It's it's a tall task because everybody bigger, faster, stronger in the NFL plus. His quarterbacks, until Kyler Murray comes back, a little dicey, right? We don't know about old Clayton Toon and Colt McCoy's, you know, 100 years old. Can they get this guy the football when he gets open? Because I think that's going to be the most frustrating thing. It's like, hey, look, look, the rookie's open. Look, he's he's producing airmail ball, hospital ball, right? We want to make sure that we're setting this kid up for success too. But uh, Chase in the chat, Wilson knows how to pull off a, a tank Tuesday. Jealous. Not, not small, not a small man. Uh, We're going to talk to some more big men here in a second, but first I'm going to tell you guys about our friends at bet MGM. How about this right now? The three ball challenge, bull Brock with bet MGM. This is the golf dreams are made of you and three guests could be teeing off on the most legendary courses. If you top the ranks of the PGA bet MGM three ball challenge, take your swing at this free to play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. The players with the best performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes. You don't want to miss it. Plus, you get three thousand dollars in withdrawable bonus dollars to be used to travel, accommodations, food, and beverage, whatever you want. You get have a chance to be entering the end of season grand prize. It's fantastic, but it's only with the king of sportsbooks, our friends at BetMGM, which is going to be the home of PHNX Cardinals every single football Sunday this fall. Log on to the BetMGM sportsbook app during the entry period which is within the promotional period as described, the terms and conditions below, go to the promotions tab on your BetMGM Sportsbook app. So grab it right now and then access 2023 BetMGM Three Ball Challenge. You get three spins, not one, not two, but three spins to lock your roster, but you can only do it one time. One entry is permitted. And by the way, if you're behind, if you haven't signed up yet, we're going to hook you up. Download, sign up, BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. And if you're in Arizona specifically, we're going to get you up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager. Again, make sure you're using that bonus code, PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer.
1: Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. one 800 270 for confidential help, Michigan. I was uh, at the D-backs game last night, and unfortunately nice. they were getting crushed by the Philadelphia Phillies. It's never good when a position player comes in and, and closes out the game for for your team. Uh, so I, I the only thing that was getting me through it was the Four Peaks beer that they had uh, available at Chase Field. It's, of course, the official beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's also the official beer of ph and exports we love our four peaks uh, i was enjoying Good. the wow wheat's number one wheat beer in the state of arizona can't go wrong there. It's so refreshing during the summer months they also have a great ipa like a staycation uh, ipa that you don't want to miss out on um check out everything that got going on on their social media on their instagram they've got great giveaways at some point that you can sign up to win diamondbacks tickets other things nice. you gotta be following along at four peaks pub at four peaks brew uh, and enjoy all the great beer that they have that they brew on location, H Street location in Tempe, the OG spot where they became part of the Valley of the Sun for the last 25 years and continue to be. Gotta be 21 years or older. And of course, you want to enjoy it responsibly. Looking for a great Father's Day spot for your old man, taking to four peaks. He'll love it because it's the great beer. It's they've even got, you know, great swag in their bar area where you can buy beer on location, or you can buy great. You know, hats, shirts, and you can enjoy some great food. Desserts, appetizers, entrees, get it all at Four Peaks. Got to be 21 to uh, drink the beer.
0: Love a dessert and uh, love Four Peaks desserts. Uh, Their food is impeccable. Had the chance to dabble all throughout the spring during our draft coverage. Anxious to get back to Four Peaks sooner rather than later. Anxious to hear more from our guy, Michael Wilson, who presumably, well, right now, I would say if, if I was projecting my starting lineup for the Cardinals, how can you not put him in the starting lineup right now?
1: Right, and he kind of uh, gave us some insight into how Drew Petzing, how Jonathan Gannon uh, are approaching him. I think it really sounds like they're just trying to find a spot for him on the field. Here's Michael Wilson talking about it. what the biggest challenge was, and it was learning a ton of positions.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would say the playbook, learning all positions. So uh, the first probably three to four weeks, Coach uh, Terrell had me playing X and then from there, like the last week or two, he started integrating me at Z and F. And so just trying to learn every position and not having to think where, you know, they say the play and it's like, ah, okay, that's what I got. You know what I mean? Just like in college, being in the system, the same system for four or five years, it's like, I got it now. Versus here, there might be a little delay, and so definitely with four weeks until training camp, until we come back, just kind of grind in that playbook. Because that way when training camp starts, I know it's X, I know F, I know Z, I know what the tight end has, I know what the running back has, I know what the progression is from the quarterback standpoint. So um, once I can, you know, work out those, you know, kinks and bolts of that, I think it will be really, really good.
1: Are you excited to hear that? Or are you a lot no. of the people that are that have kind of like a PTSD of like Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon no, Collins, it's different. Of-
0: the best receivers are moved around the, and the best yeah. offensive coordinators move them around. So, no, it's not. It's apples and oranges. It's not Isaiah Simmons foolishly playing slot corner and pass rusher and let's put him at D tackle and Zayvon Collins lose 20 pounds and no. It's like, he's a weapon, move him around. And then also, let's see where he's comfortable, right? Because I don't know if people know this, we don't have a lot of game film on this young man because he's been hurt for the last couple of years in the Pac-12. So no, you don't think I trust Drew Petzing on what to do with this young man? Of course I do. I'm ready to be the most wrong I've been on a play. Usually (laughs) I'm right. Usually I can call these things before the draft. You know, I just toot my own horn here. But I, I was not impressed with the pick when they made it. I didn't understand it. And I also thought, you know Hopkins hadn't been dealt. It's like, are they going to redshirt this kid? Or are they going to just going to say we're going to put you on ice? You haven't been healthy. We're just going to get you ingratiated, maybe put on some weight, learn the playbook. He's going to start. He's going to be a starter for them. They're going to put him out there. He's going to play seventy percent of the snaps. I'm all here for it. He's he's gone out there. He's earned his job. Presumably his accolades. He's got to continue that, and he's got to knock on wood, stay healthy throughout the duration of training camp and the preseason. And that's the biggest hurdle. But like. He is being put in a position. He's being groomed to start this year, and I, I don't doubt that he's going to take the bull by the horns. I mean, you look at – he's a specimen. He is a physical specimen, and if he catches the football, especially in traffic for a team that has tiny wideouts, they're going to say, well, we have to play him. Yeah. Uh, like, I love Rondell Moore, and I love Hollywood Brown, I love Greg Dorch, but they're all undersized. So those yeah. guys are going to fight for playing time against each other, whereas, like, if you've got, you know, five kids – and four of them are undersized. You're going to get the biggest kid to go up and, and take the food off the pantry at the grocery store. It's just by default. We got to have you know Stevie at the grocery store to get the can of beans off the top of the shelf. That's, that's what's happening with Michael Wilson. It's like, well, we got to have him in the lineup. We yeah. can't do it not to have the six-two kid, even though he's a rookie, even though he's missed time, not play. And I just and you compound all of that with the fact that Drew Petsing only played big receivers in Cleveland last year. That's it. Yeah.
1: When you start doing the numbers game, it's like it, who stands in his way at X? Probably Hollywood Brown, right? He's probably your starting right. and X. He's gonna start you wide know? receiver Z. Like that, there's an opportunity there. Like it's either you know Zach Pascal or Michael Wilson, in my opinion. So I, I think that as far as Michael Wilson, if he stays healthy could win that job. And then he he talked about learning the uh w- which, you know, in the old offense was occupied for the longest for two years by AJ Green. Um and then you've got the the F position or the flex wide receiver position. Um that, you know, maybe a guy like Pascal could could dabble in, maybe a guy like Greg Dortch or Rondell Moore. I think Moore is going to be your primary slot receiver potentially. Yeah. Um so you look at I think he's just he can outright win the z position or the the flex or f position you know immediately it, it it's that, there's that much opportunity and and it's not it's not an untalented group i think it's a it's one of the more you know talented position groups on the team i think it's just a true, true testament to how talented this this kid is
0: yeah han shot first michael wilson wants to be great and he has the drive you can see it and if he if he's going to be great he'll beat out Zach pascal and if he's not ready he won't Zach Pascal's put up 600 yards, 700 yards receiving seasons in the NFL when he was with Indianapolis. Now it's dropped off. I think he's got like 500 yards combined the last two seasons. And last year he was under 200 yards. So, I mean, they could, behind closed doors, think, well, Zach Pascal, we can start him in a pinch. But our preference is special teams and leadership. He's a great human being. He's a locker room glue guy. And he could keep the seat warm and help. Somebody like Michael Wilson get acclimated, right? Because he's the only really fellow proven receiver that's that's has some size to him, frankly. Now the D Hop's gone. D Hop wasn't a huge guy, but he at least was six foot, six foot one. So now it's I mean, he's he's got a golden opportunity. You think about all the receivers the Cardinals have drafted. They've taken one in the first three rounds ever since I think 2018, 2017. And they've missed and they've missed and they've had some. I mean, Christian Kirk was a nice player, and they and they, you know, whiffed on that opportunity, to play him at his right position in the slot from the start. This is it feels like with Michael Wilson wiping the slate clean of everything, all the Andy Isabellas that that came before him, respectfully to Rondell Moore and company. I just mentioned Hakeem Butler. This guy has an opportunity to come in with, I think, I mean, he had low expectations after the draft. I I have not seen a player go from Kind of draft afterthought for a lot of us to, oh, oh shit, this kid is going to be a player like yeah. right away. I can't remember anything like this happening, and it could be I'm overreacting. Bo's overreacting. This team's got you know poor depth, and he's just standing out because the Cardinals aren't very good. That's likely too, but I I, I don't think we can dismiss this kid, especially when we have guys Sam Monson from PFF saying he thinks he's going to be a yeah. plus player. That means a thousand yard receiver eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's three positions in in the offense, and and then they had him fielding punts. It's like this team wants to get him on the field. They want to find a spot now. Yeah, don't let you him. know what's the best op- option for him. Probably not punt returner. Uh, they've got two pretty good guys in front of them, but they they just want to be able to take this this ultra talented kid and get him on the field making plays for the team uh, because they JG just that's the type of player he likes as a football player. I mean it, it's guys that that can, you know, impact the game. And I think Michael Wilson is a guy at the end of the third round that they think can absolutely do that. Um, you know, are, are they going to throw the ball enough uh, to to have him have a huge season, his rookie campaign? You know, we've got to, you know, uh, talked to Will Hernandez today, and he talked about the new offense, and this is what Will Hernandez likes about the new offense.
2: I mean, I can't you know, give you a full answer on that. You know, I I don't know exactly what's on the coaches' minds, but from what I've seen so far and what we've ran so far, you know, I I think we're going to run the ball, and we're excited about that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's versatility, right? You know, we're going to do everything. Uh, But, you know, just the fact that we are emphasizing the run game uh, gets me excited.
0: That's a large man. (laughs) He's a big boy.
1: He is a big boy, Where, and he, he's – I mean, you head. look at his game, he's a skilled run blocker. I mean, that's his strength for Will Hernandez. So for them to kind of cater to his bread and butter, that
0: that's exciting. Like, Will Hernandez might be their – if he, he played defensive tackle, be their best defensive tackle. <laughs> I mean, I think that says more about their defensive line group. But uh, could be – I think we could be sitting here October, November and, and say, like, that was a super under-the-radar – addition to bring him back two-year contract minimal money uh and again it's like somebody who's come to everything went to gannon's presser mm-hmm. went up to gannon right away hey you all know me i played for the giants two years ago i played for the cardinals this year i'm hurt i want to be a cardinal and they signed him and it's like how many of those guys have we not have we had in the like the last couple of years to just like want to be around and i think that that He's flipped the script a lot, and he was really good last year before he got hurt. Not, not like average. No, he was a plus player. He was their best statistical offensive lineman before he went down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm rooting for him. He was a, uh, a tremendous player out of UTep. And think about this: like his position coach, his confidant, his mentor, Sean Coogler, was fired by the team in November. Yeah, and that's who got him to come here. And he's like, I still want to stay here. And and I'm I'm excited for Will. And I hope that because the, the left guard position or whatever guard position he's not playing is so wide open that that he can be a, a constant at the other guard spot.
1: You know, Will Hernandez and then Michael Wilson, who we just talked about, you know, Will Hernandez really showed that he wanted to be here in the desert, right? He grew up right. in Nevada, just outside of Vegas, and he's a, he called himself a desert rat. And he clearly wanted to stay here, continue to make his home here. And then Michael Wilson said, and we don't have the clip, but Michael Wilson said he loves this organization. And what Monty Ossiport and Jonathan Gannon are unearthing are guys that are, that love this organization, want to be Arizona Cardinals. We saw it in the flight plan with Paris Johnson Jr. Like that's really, really important. I think in, in ushering in a, a new era that, that wants to, you know, really put on display and be a part of building of this in turning this into a football town. Right. And I think that they, they, they take a lot of pride in that and and will even more so if they succeed in doing it. But it's, it's refreshing to hear that, uh, from a rookie coming out of uh, a PAC 12 school like Stanford and Michael Wilson and, and Will Hernandez who played, you know, in the biggest, uh, media media market in the world in New York. And he wanted to come and stay here and play. So, uh, they're finding the right people. They're finding the right people, and it seems like
0: um, they're going to be in a good spot going in the training camp. What were the vibes at final day of camp? We got some footage here. Some guys running yeah. around in shorts. I love that. Absolutely,
1: this is the Pajama Olympics. Here's a QB one, Colt McCoy, working with James Conner, throwing the ball around. We saw some Clayton Tune today. You can look at our Instagram or our Twitter for some uh, if you want to tune into that. Here's your guy. Here's the freak. Here is Ford, Owen Papo making, uh, making a play on a ball and taking it upfield. Nice. There's pass rushing Zaven Collins running off the edge. There's Rob Rodriguez, your outside linebackers coach. Look at how quick Zaven can get to that tackling dummy. He's CB1. Marco Wilson working on batting the ball out of the hand, scooping it up. And then this is Hollywood Brown snatching a ball out of the air. So smooth from Keese, taking it to the house. Uh, some highlights from the last on-field portion of Arizona Cardinals mini camp. Uh, but you know, Jonathan Gannon told me, I said, you know, after the kind of cramming, ever since you finished up your days with Philly, and basically the next day you start as Arizona Cardinals head coach, do you feel like you were able to, you know, put yourself in a good position for this break between the end of mandatory minicamp and training camp? And he said, Yeah, he actually thinks that they got a lot accomplished and he likes where the team is at. And obviously they're going to take things up a notch. Uh, come training camp at the end of July.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I listen. I'm bullish on what I've seen from this team thus far. Where it's not country club style. This is, it's felt so much like country club Cardinals for the last couple of years. And I I don't want to continue to bang on Cliff Kingsbury. But for me, right now, it just seems like these guys just kind of want it more. Does it not feel like that? That these guys, yeah. it's a little bit more of a lunch pail mentality. And I hate that term. But I'm bullish about like, you look at those clips, like who says the Cardinals don't have any players? They have players and a lot of them are homegrown. Are they looking to add another player specifically at the center position? However, uh, as the offensive line turns, I'm going to tell you about that here in a second with Bo Brock. But first I want to tell you about our friends at pins and aces. Gannon's putting the Cardinals in positions to be successful. We're putting you in a position with pins and aces to save you money on elite golf apparel. Usage of the code it's PHNX on your first order, 15% off. P uh, Pins and Aces, if you didn't know, the official golf apparel of All City and PHNX. Check out the Big Drive Energy wherever you get your podcast. We've been hanging out with Big Drive Energy at Dobson Ranch uh, this spring, this summer. Love it, love our Pins and Aces gear. We get a ton of compliments. I'm peacocking around the Maricopa, uh, Circle K with my uh, Polo on. And the best part, it's a family owned apparel. Uh, golf business. So, you know, it's high quality. They make not only amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right in your golf bag. Keep them cold. The entirety of the round, check out pins and Use that PHNX promo code to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pins and Uh, all right. So Yelda Froldholtz, who, uh, has a fun name but not super well-known has been the starter for most of the off season at center came from Cleveland. This might be his best opportunity to start, but hang on a second out of the rafters comes <laughs> chase Rullier, um, Washington starter uh, has been a consistent, I would say Kelvin Beecham esque kind of starter for Washington who says the Cardinals aren't looking to make moves. The Cardinals on Monday, and this was kind of buried during mini campo brought in chase the veteran center, to visit with the team. Now, there's a caveat. Big man tore up his knee in October, so he's rehabbing.
1: We lost Johnny here. Uh, Yeah, he's rehabbing from a knee injury that he suffered last season, and Washington decided that they wanted to move off his big contract that he signed a couple seasons ago, I think $40 million in total. Looks like we got Johnny ready to come back here. But we lost you there as we were talking. Uh, we, what we happened? We got you here? I don't know. You're, it's Hit that Copa out. internet.
0: I'm plugged in. I'm plugged into the wall. I don't know what's going on. Continue talking, though, please.
1: Yeah. And, and this is like, what is that? That's not even HD. That's like old grainy 1999 television style.
2: Hey, Johnny, you want to reconnect and we'll bring you yeah, back? Yeah,
1: I'll see you later. We'll get Johnny back in the fold. But Chase Rouillier came in for a visit um and you know i don't know if it's something that anybody anticipated it seemed like they were content with yelda froholt moving forward as their starting center and then they uh then this surprise move but this is the organization wanting to potentially get better it's not like the 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 tank misconception that they're not going to try to add and upgrade at positions i think that's a that's the misconception there so if if they decide to move forward with Chase Roulier, if they feel like physically, and that's probably why they brought him in was, number one, to check out where he is uh, physically at this point coming back in his rehab. And if he can be somebody that they can rely upon or, or put on their depth chart at the center position, then they might take a chance at it. Because right now, if you look at center, it's like Yelda Frodo who played what, four games there for Cleveland last year. And then you had John Gaines, who barely played center at UCLA uh, as your one-two, and then Lasita Smith. You need to get somebody with with more experience playing the position. Now, like are you saying it might have some Rodney Hudson vibes. It's like, tell me if you've heard this before. Uh, you know, center late in his career, knee problems could be the same thing as as uh, as Rodney Hudson. But the difference between bringing on Rullier and where you were with Hudson, like Hudson was your only option. Hudson last year was your only option at the center position to where this year you at least have Yelda Froholt, who I think Drew Petzing has a bunch of confidence in, in order to run that position. And then you've got John Gaines, LaCita Smith, Hayden Howerton. They've they've got options to where, Johnny, at this point, when we were finding out about Rodney Hudson potentially hanging him up, we were looking at, well, who the hell is going to play center where if they want to kick the tires on Chase Roulier, That they can, they can, they have the depth behind him to where if his
0: health just can't get back, if he can't get back
1: to the health necessary to compete at the center spot in the NFL.
0: Well, and I I think just building depth on the offensive line has been a priority for this regime since day one. And you could say, well, they're tanking and they're not interested and they want to save money. They have made a preference and a priority to build depth up front. That's why they brought back Kelvin Beachum and still took Paris Johnson Jr. Josh Jones is around. I mean, they have taken a kind of, let's just see what we've got approach with every other position group, including defensive tackle, which is, I mean, it's just an atrocious group. It's not an NFL starting caliber group with all due respect to those guys. But the the offensive line is like, we're going to continue to add bodies. And that tells me, like, if I'm looking at, say they sign this guy, right? And they got Ben Gaines and they got Yeldon, and they got Chase and they got Will and Josh Jones and Kelvin and DJ and Paris. That tells me that they have an expectation, no matter what the combination is that they can, they can feel the quality offensive line for Kyler Murray late in the year. Yeah. Because what, it, what has been one of our biggest concerns with this group? Is it going to be a shit show in November? Let's say Kyler Murray is ready to come back around Halloween, it's, you know, uh, Humphrey's on IR and Paris Johnson struggling because he's a rookie and Yelda Frode Holt looks below. It's like, do you put Kyler Murray in front of an offensive line like that? Or can you say, yeah, we go three deep at these positions. Yeah. It's just refreshing to see a regime that prioritizes this. I know a lot of people are like, no, embrace the tank, embrace protecting your assets on offense. Absolutely. You have to have a capable offensive line. Yeah. Nothing is worse than watching a sieve of an offensive line unit. And I, this this chase is better than Yelda if they're both healthy. I have full confidence in that. If you yeah. look at his statistics at PFF, he's an elite pass protector when he's healthy. But will he ever be the same player after tearing up his knee? We're just gonna have to wait to see. You know, you've you've got I think the right side in
1: in really good shape with Will Hernandez, who we heard from earlier. Yeah, you got your number one pick potentially six overall selection in uh, Paris Johnson Jr probably going to play right tackle for you you got a backup in Kelvin Beachum. uh if if Rullier comes in and he's your starting center you could kick Yelda Frodholt to either one of the guard positions like I still can't confidently tell you you know who's going to start at left guard I, I've seen Yelda play a little left guard in in OTAs and maybe he well, could be go. an option there uh Dennis Daly I think is a serious option at that spot for the Arizona Cardinals and then you really seem like you're you're set at left tackle you're too deep there uh, 3 deep if you count Paris Johnson jr so you've got DJ you've got Josh Jones you've got Paris Johnson jr you've got you've got four tackles that I think are very reliable and then you've got you know you really just flood the guard position with numbers and then I think you've you've done a decent job uh, outside of you know I much what I would have preferred them drafting a center in the future um, but you know I think that this is the next best option uh, in the meantime. Do you agree with the people who are like this is Rodney Hudson 2.0, a guy that's older? I was than saying hooks? that. Like, I think the biggest difference is like there's there's a backup plan. It's not just yeah. like Rodney and that's it. Like that's what it was last season. Like I, we were like they need to figure out how to get Rodney Hudson to want to play football again because there was no no backup plan. There was no contingency plan, and that was like that was roster negligence as far as how they approached that. That was, was. brutal. Was, and it you know terrible. this is not this is not like. They can kick the tires on Rouye. and if it doesn't work out, they say, "Okay, we're going to move forward with Yeldon. We're going to move forward with John Gaines potentially. With with more time, can he maybe develop uh, closer to what they need from the center position?" But yeah, this is not, this is a this is a, a win 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 potentially. Like very low risk, and like I'm not saying high reward, but medium reward.
0: I mean, he started sixty three games in in six years. Now, And he would have started more and likely would have gotten a contract extension with Washington had he not been hurt the last two years. I mean, can we say that? He's played 10 games in two years. That's been the problem. I I think giving this guy a one-year contract, let him come in, see how he's recovering, see if he can mesh with what you want to do offensively. I'm going to tell you right now, though, what does Washington like to do? They like to run the football, especially when he was really playing good football two or three years ago. They want road graders up front. This guy, what six four and a half? He's a huge, huge mountain of a man. He's still under thirty years old. I think I say he's twenty eight. He's twenty nine. He must just turned twenty nine. So I just uh, Corey Lindsley. Once upon a time, hit the free agent market for the and went to the Chargers. He's thirty years old. I mean, sometimes you have to overpay a little bit for centers, but in this scenario, I I think you could get a what I consider a solid starter for very little money. Yeah, um, and it they, also has like not- a, a true center
1: on the roster right no. now. Like they, they just don't, uh, they have good guy, guys that they, they feel confident could, could start the year there and develop. But like, as far as proven commodities, like this is, you know, I don't think Ben Jones is, is signed with anybody just yet, but I think they're still looking at, at chase, maybe a guy with a little bit
0: more upside. Cause Jones is what? 32 years old. And he, uh, I mean, he, he, and he, his body's really breaking down. Yeah, it is. And, it is, I, he, he, but he there's more to right. center
1: than there's the physicality. If it was just the physicality, it'd be Yelda Frodohold's job. Like he's, he's a mountain of a man. He looks like he should be participating and his name. Sounds like he should be participating in the strongman competition. Uh Will Hernandez says he's just a beast in the gym, but uh, you know, are they was, finding
0: out though, Bo, that he is probably better suited to either be a guard or a six offensive lineman? Like, they, yeah, I think that, that,
1: and there's, that's not it. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think I don't, you know, I think yellow wants his, his chance. Right. And I think he views this as his best, but uh, the, the team has to do with, this is a position this, the offensive line is something rebuilding or not. You don't have to round with that. You no. just don't like, cause that's how you get your, your, the players that you pay a lot of money hurt. Like right. you might not be playing to hoist the R- Lombardi, but you better be playing to protect your players and open up rush lanes. Because if, if you make it, too easy for a nfl defensive player to get a clear hit on your on your skill players or your quarterbacks like you're gonna pay a price for it and nobody wants that so the arizona cardinals released julian davenport today and Josh thomas safety there's two roster spots open so you know i i i think that there's two names to really keep an eye on yeah tell us the other one you told
0: me yesterday so
1: justin jackson i think i saw justin jackson i can't confirm it organization wouldn't confirm it uh but it certainly looked like justin jackson uh was out there in a polo maybe visiting the organization Do you know what justin jackson looks like not in a football uniform i yeah. don't think i could
0: pick him out of
1: well i cross-referenced it i got I, I got pics of him and then i cross-referenced wow. it with with his Instagram and, and just pictures of Justin Jackson. It's some sleuthing, Johnny. I didn't just say, you hey.
0: You are a true reporter <laughs> savant, a throwback. Batman detective skills over here. I love it.
1: But there's there's two spots open. And, you know, I, I don't think they're going to take all but the, the month and a half between now and training camp to fill those. Th- these are two names I think that you should keep an eye on. And there's ties, right? Justin Jackson played in Detroit last year. Dave Sears, your assistant general manager, comes over. Uh, from Detroit, maybe somebody that I think would be a good complimentary back to, I mean, Justin Jackson was getting carries
0: over DeAndre Swift at some points last year. Well, listen, he's he's got 250 career carries, 1,200 yards, which isn't a ton, but he's averaged almost five yards a carry in his career. He's only got five touchdowns. He's never had under four yards a carry in his career. Um This is the kind of complimentary back that that they need to add. I love Keontae Ingram. But this this guy's been in the NFL for a little bit. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be an every down back or the leader of a backfield. I could be wrong, but as you mentioned, like he started games for the Chargers when Austin Eckler was out, and he and he's played a decent amount of snaps and is a good locker room guy, presumably in Detroit, un, and where they just don't uh, you know have egos there. So I think they're they're starting everybody that said this team was going to tank, and the you know we we joke around it with Tank Tuesday. They're going to add players. They're they're, they're not just yeah. going to keep the roster as is. So that's Monty
1: awesome Ford's strength, right? I mean, go, not getting premier free agents, and uh, sure, I think he we he's shown that he can draft, and, and they're excited about this class. But his strength is going out there and, and finding guys who are available that fit the coach's scheme and guys that can excel and continue uh, the scheme without any questions right it's that you're not going to fall short and and like i see hopefully it's not another billy price situation it's like you're not just going to go find a center to find a center you're going to find a center that's going to be able to play the style and brand of football that drew petskin jg want to play
0: yeah 100
1: you just saw that uh michael um uh, mayor just signed his rookie deal with the uh las vegas raiders mm. uh he's a second round pick so I got to wonder if second rounders are starting to sign. So mayor was 35th. So we're getting closer to 41st overall with BJ Ujulari. So yeah. I can imagine that's going to happen pretty soon too. I mean, it's,
0: it's, it would push him back with his progress. If he is not, um, yeah, if, if he is not ready for training camp, if he's not participating, I don't think we're, we're close to that. We've got a month and a half, but, I mean, suddenly the pass rusher group is super interesting for the Cardinals. I don't, mm-hmm. they have no proven commodities, but Zayvon Collins is, is not, if you're BJ and come, like you've got a first rounder now in your position group and Zayvon Collins, somebody who is certainly looks the part, big explosive physical. He's learning the position for a first time, but he, he's no slouch. Plus he's played NFL snaps for two years. Yeah. So, and then you talk about the two rookies from last year coming back and they're hungry. You know, I'm not a big Dennis Gardeck guy, but that, that position group, doesn't f around now, so BJ, yeah. it would be in his best interest, like you take a page from. And I know it's it's a business side of things, like Bud Baker, but take a page from Michael Wilson, Paris Johnson Jr. Those guys are out there taking jobs. They're they're mm-hmm. ready to compete and take and earn jobs. I I we might have to revisit. We Bo and I predicted BJ O'Gillari to have the most impactful rookie season for the Cardinals. I I mean that. How can you not say either Paris or Michael Michael Wilson? Good hell, right now with how things are are planning on and that's not saying I'm down on BJ I think I think he's gonna be a good player for the Cardinals I think they need him but I mean could it be a reality in which like could he get a shot maybe midway through the year you talk about letting the, the um, pre-existing guys get the first crack at it let, let him kind of learn the playbook and get up to speed because missing the entire offseason up until training camps not not nothing for a rookie so um, yeah I, I would I would assume that his contract is is coming and Maybe Monty Osservord can take care of that along with Buddha, and then take a much-deserved vacation
1: Love it. I think it's a good plan. It's a good couple, plan.
0: couple checks.
1: Yeah. What's left to kind of figure out for the Arizona Cardinals between now and training camp? I think that's the topic of discussion tomorrow, barring any big uh, headline-making news around this team. Uh, but that's a wrap as far as on-field mandatory minicamp for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but... Maybe they should carb load with a little Mountain Mike's. I love it. I love our favorite uh, pizza places, of course, in the Valley of the Sun. We love Mountain Mike's. They actually dropped off food the other day. Emma and myself stuffed our faces with it while you were out in Maricopa dealing with internet issues. Uh, You need to figure out Trying to order some crappy... Trash pizza online unsuccessfully because your internet <laughs> sucks out there and your pizza options suck out Maricopa. Don't oh, you're not gonna have bad pizza options with Mount Mike. Guy. Get over there, check out their uh, website, MountMikesPizza.com. They've got great deals always on the website. They've even got oven baked fries. These look delicious. They're mountain fries. They got the garlic knots. They got the mountain rewards program going on download the app become a join in the mountain rewards and diehards always get deals over at mountain mike so if you become a diehard you actually get a 50 dollar voucher upon signing up i mean paying the bay uh become a a diehard it basically pays for itself you get the free swag from us you get the mountain mike's voucher you get deals on dobson ranch but more importantly you Mountain mike's pizza it goes crazy they've got the lunch buffet at their uh at their Mesa, Chandler, and Tucson locations. Find out more for yourself. Check them out in person at Mountain Mike's, and check them out, mountainmikespizza.com.
0: You're not going to be able to tease me about Maricopa Wi-Fi much longer. There's a tease for you. Uh, I also want to tease you with the steal of the deal, year deal of the century. It's at gophnx.com. It's the Father's Day sale. Buy one, get one, half off, all shirts and hats, June 8th through the 18th, Father's Day sale. Premier, clothing, apparel, anything, everything that you want, PHNX-related, including PHNX Cardinals like this Hollywood Hill sign. Do not miss it. The white lid on my good friend Bo Brock's head. He's got his nice Tempe tan going on, and he's sporting the PHNX lid of his choosing. You can, too. Buy one, get one free. Become a diehard. Get that hat full free, right? Flipping now. Why would you want to become a diehard? Well, how about the exclusive member Discord My better half dropping exclusive content coming directly from Cards Camp, practice, training camp, mini camp, everything unlocked at GoPhNX.com, including the fabulous work of our guy Howard Balzer. Use that promo code Howard, H O W A R D. And for future events, you get a percentage off. Become a diehard. Get a piece of clothing every single year. You are a diehard only at GoPhNX.com, Bo Brock. For Johnny Venerable, producer Emma and Bo,
1: tomorrow, What do the Cardinals have to do between now and training camp? We will tell you that. Thanks for everybody in the chat. Have a good rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you Thursday.